BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. And now, direct from Las Vegas. Welcome to Football Forecast Weekly. Each week, your host, Trip Mitchell, will introduce you to the top handicapper in Vegas, Dennis Tobler, and one of the top sportscasters in the U.S., Fred Wallen. Today's edition of Football Forecast Weekly is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. For the best in sports betting, go to MyBookie.ag, and you can win just like Dennis, Fred, and me. And welcome to another edition of Football Forecast Weekly. Hi, everyone, and I'm so glad you've joined us for one of the most entertaining, informative hours in NFL talk that there is. Joining me, as always, Dennis Tobler in Las Vegas. Dennis, how are you? I'm doing fine, Trip. Thank you. Well, it, it's a tough week, and we're going to get right to it in the beginning, but one of the smartest, best journalists in sports, Fred Wallen. Fred, good morning. It's a beautiful day here in Southern California, but uh, we've got a whole lot to talk about. Okay, well, let's get started with the COVID. Uh, Rogers testing positive. It has thrown the line completely out of whack for the Green Bay game this weekend. Fred, what do you know? Okay, I, I, I'm going to be political here a little bit, but uh, it's the way it is. Um, I've always been a Rogers guy. He played at Cal, thought he was great. I thought that. Uh, Brett Favre treated him shabbily when uh, uh, Favre uh, kept saying he was going to retire and then never retired for about three or four years. I've always been in his corner. I thought he was actually the best host on Jeopardy. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't want to take the COVID shot. That's okay. If the league doesn't have a rule that forces you to take one, but he can't lie about it. In August, he indicated he had taken the shot. Folks, if you missed it, uh, Rogers has COVID. He's going to miss this game and maybe next week's game. Point is, he's in a huddle with the players. He gets knocked down by opponents. He's in the locker room with his teammates. He lied. I don't think you can put other people at risk. You want to put yourself at risk? Fine. Lock yourself up. Or at least my point is you got to tell other people so they know what to do. That six feet thing is a joke. You ever, ever look at a, in a locker room in, a, in the National Football League or certainly just huddling up? You can't lie. If you lie, you're a low life. That's my opinion. And we'll be forever for Aaron Rodgers. Dennis, what do you think? I'm going to have to chime in on this too, because it affects everyone. Uh, Kansas City was a one point favorite when this started. And after the Rodgers debacle, they've moved to seven and a half point favorites on the line. And uh, whenever you have somebody that cares more about themselves than everyone else around them, than their family, than their team, well, then they have no business being on the field. As far as, as, far as I'm concerned, his Hall of Fame credentials have went down the tubes. You know, if you're such a big shot, you don't have to take the shot so you can put everybody else in jeopardy because you're the king then you're not the king anymore, and he'll be taken down. He'll get taken down some way. Karma will hit. And this has been going on throughout the league. It just hasn't been high-profile people. There's been people in and out, the, the Raiders running back. There's been offensive linemen from other teams out, defensive linemen from other teams out. Half these guys don't think they have to take the shot. Everybody needs to be mandated to take the vaccination or else everybody's going to face the fact that they may die someday because of this. And it's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I guess people don't have the common sense gamblers have 
because if you did, you'd have your vaccinations and you wouldn't be hurting other people. And Fred, you're absolutely right. Him being in the locker room and everything, he shouldn't be the captain of the team. He shouldn't be anything. I hope somebody does something about this crap because if they don't, it's going to take everybody down. We lost last year. Do we want to lose the second half of this year? So that's my opinion. I'm 100% on your side. Vaccination mandates are a must. Okay, well, the three of us are in agreement on that front. And uh, it just, don't get vaccinated for yourself. Get vaccinated for someone you might infect, for your parents, grandparents. It is a deadly disease in certain demographics. And uh, I, I couldn't agree more. And ironically, Dennis and Fred, we were just on a shoot and a wonderful woman was working the shoot. And I found out that she doesn't believe in vaccination. I'm not gonna deal with her anymore. I, we were in mid-conversation. I just said, okay, see ya. Well, let's get to the other story, which is a horrible, horrible, tragic story. A wide receiver uh, out of Alabama playing for the Raiders got in a horrible DUI, which resulted in a, in a death. Dennis, what do you know? Well, I know everything about it because I just listened to the DA. And it turns out that uh, Ruggs was driving a 2020 Corvette 128 miles an hour on Rainbow at 340 in the morning with a 1.61 alcohol, blood alcohol level. And after the wreck, they found a loaded gun in his car. So this is a 22-year-old first round, second round draft choice worth millions and millions of dollars with an arrogance about him that must be bigger than mankind. This kid's going to go to jail for a long time. He stands 2 to 20. For the DUI with a death, there was somebody in his car who's not out of the hospital yet. He may face charges for that. The Raiders have released him. And congratulations for them for doing it immediately the same day of the accident. They released him from the team. He will never play again. He will go to jail from between two and 20 years. And to be honest with you, I'm sick of these athletes thinking that they're better than everybody else and can get by with everything from COVID to drunk. We've had four or five drunks here. Jacobs got arrested for DUI here just a few months ago. So if these football players want to come play in town or the hockey players or the, any of them want to come play in town, then follow the rules or take an Uber or do something else. Quit killing people with your arrogance. That's what I say. I have no feelings for rugs, okay? I think he was given everything that he had. And, and I, I still have big questions why black people go to Alabama. The University of Alabama, but that that uh, conversation is for a different day. But Rugs come out of there. He had everything going for him here, and it's going to kill the Raiders team. If Gruden wasn't enough, this will take him down. Because I heard there were other people with him before he took off that night. Those people are going to be pulled in and questioned. And if and they also found drugs in the car. Okay, so drugs, a loaded gun, and going 128 miles an hour on a city street. Four-lane street, yeah. Uh, city street. I mean, yep. and he was going in the middle lane, and right before he hit that, that stop sign, he just swerved to the right and rear-ended that poor lady, and her car blew up into flames. Her and her dog burned up. So I hate to make it so sad, and you know, have such a bad feeling about the game this day and age. But if we don't start living with some common sense, everybody, then we're not going to have any fun with things like this any longer. It's just going to be a hell of a world. Okay. Well, let's, let's get to the games. And Dennis, we'll start with you. The Jets at the Colts. Uh, looking at the Colts minus 10 and a half. Um, that's an interesting number. Go ahead. What's your thought on the game? Well, my thoughts are that uh, Wentz does not belong in the NFL, the Colts quarterback. He's absolutely one of the worst quarterbacks there's ever been. Uh, the line on the game was supposed to be 14, but after Wentz's debacle, it dropped to 10 and a half. It's 10 and a half now. Uh, total went from 43 to 46. I don't know. I think the Jets defense plays solid enough. They'll certainly cover the number here. If you think Wentz is going to come back in and play a bang-up game, you're crazy, okay? These punk quarterbacks with no experience in the league, especially a guy from North Dakota State, is not going to play in the NFL and win. 
So that's all there is to it. They should bring back Phillip Rivers. That's what Indianapolis should do. In this game, I'm taking the Jets. Okay. And Rivers, it's funny, he was coaching the high school team this year. High school's over, so he's thinking about uh, coming back. But uh, who knows? Fred, what are your thoughts? Let me interrupt for a minute. If Rivers comes back, he's going to New Orleans. That's what, yeah. New Orleans, because obviously uh, losing a quarterback last week and uh, the kid from uh, BYU is not necessarily coming off injured list. So we'll see how that goes. Fred, what are your thoughts of the Jets at the Colts? Well, we did discover one thing last week. Uh, Carson Wentz uh, is not ambidextrous. He cannot throw with his left hand. <laughs> uh, I basically agree with Dennis. So he'll make the key air at the key time. So uh, I'm not wagering either way, even though Mike White had a tremendous uh, performance for the Jets last week. But I'm certainly not giving the 10 and a half. I'd more likely lean toward uh, taking the 10 and a half. But I, I disagree with Dennis about the Jets defense. It's horrible. Wentz may show up here uh, and throw because he hadn't thrown an interception for three or four games previous uh, to last week. But again, you can't make a key error in a situation where Tennessee and the Colts are battling for the top slot. They are the two best, maybe the two best teams on that side. Well, they are in that division. The point is, I agree with Dennis. Carson Wentz is not necessarily a winner in the National Football League. I'd lean toward the Jets in this one. And the Jets quarterback last week was amazing. A couple of touchdowns, ran for one as, or caught one. And, and, uh, but it's hard to do a couple of weeks in a row. You know, you can surprise people, but uh, we'll look at that. So, Fred, we're going to stay right here. Texans at the Dolphins. I show uh, Miami minus six and a half. Fred? Two bad teams, two horrendous teams. Two teams in a losing situation consecutively. I honestly think Houston might win this. I think that Miami's horrible. I can't watch a game with Miami because Tua cannot throw. You know, you watch the NFL for excitement and you watch the NFL for long passes, perhaps, or things like that. Tua just doesn't have it. In college, you got away with it. And again, uh, I thought Saban treated uh, Hurts horribly by uh, putting two ahead of Hurts. But anyway, the point is, I, I would lean toward Houston, to tell you the truth, in this one. And uh, somebody has to win, unless, of course, they go 10 minutes extra and they end up in a tie. I'm taking Houston. Okay. And now, Dennis? I, uh, the, uh, the number is solid, six and a half, 45 and a half is the total on this game. I kind of agree with Fred. Uh, Houston is going to win a game somewhere along the way. I think that I think Tyrod Taylor played last week. He'll probably play again this week. That is the best quarterback that they have. Miami has no quarterbacks. And I agree, they're pathetic to watch. And uh, to lay that many points is not good. I would take the Houston, uh, the Houston Texans plus the six and a half in that spot. Okay, next game on the board, Dennis. The Broncos at the Cowboys. Cowboys lane 10. And quarterback position uh, game last week showed that they have a nice second-string quarterback, and that's good to see. Cowboys minus 10. Dennis? Nice second-team quarterback. He looks like the all-pro next to Brady to me. I mean, <laughs> oh, Cooper Rush, are you kidding me? He made every throw. He made every play. The line on that game was actually four and a half for the, the home team. Dallas was favored by one and a half to start. And then it went all the way to four and a half by the home team because, because Dak didn't play. Well, I'm pretty sure Cowboys are glad Dak didn't play because nobody could play better than Cooper Rush played last week. You know, they do have talent everywhere, but this is a very interesting game because it brings us to another story that should really be a story. And that's the trade deadlines and the trades and things like that, not DUIs and COVID. So in this game, it's very, very important for the Denver Broncos. They just traded away Von Miller, their MVP from the Super Bowl, the anchor of their defensive line and probably the guts of their whole entire team. So he is going to the Rams now and without Von Miller in the defense, which has played under subpar all year this year. And it might be playing subpar all year this year because it's, I think Von might have known he was going. OK, so in this game, Dallas opened seven and a half shot to ten. 
after that game Monday night because they don't care if Dak Prescott plays. Cooper Rush is as good as Dak Prescott. So in this game, I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys. I got them at nine and a half a little earlier, and I'm going to take them because I don't think the Broncos will put a point on the board. I think they're devastated. And one more time, I'm going to make this point about John Elway. John Elway cares more about making money with that football team than he cares about winning. He knows he has the stands packed every year because they got a waiting list for five years down the line. So he doesn't care about people coming to the games or anything else. He cares about his payroll and the money in his bank account. And that's why you see the Broncos consecutively have problems losing talent and losing quarterbacks. So in this game, I think the Broncos are completely done. I think their coach will be fired at the end of the year. And I think the Cowboys will slaughter them in this game. Taking Dallas minus nine and a half. I don't care whether Dak plays. Okay. And Fred, after that, uh, Milk toast opinion by Dennis. Do you have any thoughts? I think the highlight for me last week uh, in the NFL was watching the relatives of Cooper Rush in the stands because they, <laughs> come, they, they no seriously they go to a lot of games and he never plays. This time he did. They were excited. They were thrilled as they should have been. I agree with Dennis. I mean he didn't make any mistake. He made one mistake on a tip pass. Other than that, he was near perfect. Um, Dak's going to play this week, I'm sure. Dallas will win. If I get it under the 10, I will bet the Cowboys. And uh, uh, from a fantasy perspective, CD uh, was upset that he didn't get the last touchdown pass uh, this weekend, last weekend uh, against Minnesota. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, he was a little bit upset with that. So expect him to go for 150 to 200 yards uh, in reception. So uh, the, the winner is CD Lamb, if you play him in fantasy, and Dallas minus nine and a half. There you okay. go. Speaking of the Vikings, Fred, we're uh, going to ask you about this first, then we'll get Dennis to see if he's you know, worked up some energy and some bile. But uh, the Vikings at the Ravens, Baltimore minus five and a half. Fred, go ahead. You know, if you were to bet Dallas versus Minnesota and make a bet, who would get more passing yardage, Cooper Rush or Kevin Cousins um, or Kurt Cousins? Uh, I think about 99.9% would say Kurt Cousins. Uh, and yet he was out uh, uh, passed by 150, 160 yards by a guy who's never played before, basically, in the National Football League. I got to laugh at that. I'm taking Baltimore minus the five and a half. Okay. And Dennis, are you rev back up again? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Minnesota went to a four and a half point home favorite against the shorthanded Dallas Cowboys. And the line on the contest here were one and a half on Dallas. So people who took Minnesota in the contest actually got a six point point advantage and lost. <laughs> That's how crazy it is this year. Okay. So uh, the Ravens are going to beat the Vikings. The Vikings, uh, if they don't have a bad morale problem at this point, they should have. And uh, the Ravens are, I think are, they're coming off the bye week. Yeah, they're coming yes. off the bye week. Yes. So they're all well and, and happy. And I don't think they can stop the quarterback. This game's going to be a cover the spreads. Five and a half is a small number. I heard something from the local bookmaker the other day where he comes on and he says, well, we're making numbers five and five and a half now because of the way they're scoring and stuff. They play into the game more. And I thought to myself, okay, buddy. You just go right ahead. You just, instead of using three, six, and seven as the key numbers, use five. So if you've noticed, we've had fives on the board in NFL games a lot this year. To me, if you lay five, you just as well take the favorite because, you know, you're passing the three and four key numbers, and you're going to have to win by six to win. So the, the five line is kind of nuts, and I'll take Baltimore minus five and a half. Okay. We're going to take a uh, short short break we're going to talk about one of our sponsors but before we go dennis you've got a great documentary which i was honored enough to work on called now place your bets how do people find out about it and how do people order it well now we're finally getting to the point where we can consolidate everything so we've consolidated the the uh now place your bet.com website you can go to nowplaceyourbet.com now. You can click on the link to download for your video library from Vimeo automatically. You can also buy the DVD for the movie there. So 
All roads lead to nowplaceyourbets.com and you can get whatever you want. You can get your digital version. You can get a DVD. You certainly can watch the show. And I suggest everybody do that because sports betting's taking over the country right now. And it's a great, great documentary. And for $10,000, um, we'll send the whole cast and crew to your house. We'll fly there and we'll reenact the documentary. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Okay, so we're going to take a short break. Uh, I want to thank mybookie.ag for being a sponsor of this show. We'll be right back. You're watching Football Forecast Weekly. Get the latest breaking news in the sports betting world. MyBookie monitors and releases information pertaining to online sports books and professional football. The good as well as the bad. And welcome back to Football Forecast Weekly. Our next game on the board, the Patriots. At the Panthers, New England minus four, Dennis. Um, New England is playing much better. Uh, however, they haven't played a lot of teams. They were a big surprise last week, but hey, they're well coached evidently. Um, the Carolina Panthers, they just are not getting anything out of Donaldson. And he's just another one of these fly by night young quarterbacks who gets all the press and all the money and then they can't perform. Okay, now I suppose I'm supposed to be happy about that while the linemen get a tenth of what they get paid and then they get blamed if he goes down on the ground. So I don't, it's a, it's a pretty simple situation here. Carolina is, has fooled everybody and they came back last week and they're going to play tough defense here. I want to take Carolina, the home team, and I want to take them on the money line because I don't okay. think New England can go in there and beat Carolina I think they've turned it around. I thought their defense was pretty good, but week in, week out, it's not the same. But this week, I'm going to take Carolina, and I'm going to take them to win at home straight up against the Patriots. Okay, and Fred, uh, Dennis just went on a limb and said that Belichick's a good coach. <laughs> and I think he's, he's had a year this year. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, hey. You know, a couple Super Bowls. Uh, I actually read his um, an unauthorized biography about him, and he comes from a line of coaching. You know, his father was a coach at Naval Academy for twenty plus years, and and uh, interesting story. But Fred, what are your thoughts on the Panthers minus four hosting the Patriots? Hey, let me just say one thing about Belichick uh, and, and Trip. You were working for the American Sports Radio Network. I was working for the American Sports Radio Network, and and we were heard uh, in Cleveland and everybody was bombing him. Everybody was just hitting him over the head. He actually called my show and took calls for like 30 minutes. So when he was losing, he had the guts. So you got to give him a lot of credit for all the wins now, because a lot of coaches uh, would just turn the radio off, turn to another channel, whatever the case might be. He took it. And it wasn't Fred bombing him. It was the fans bombing him. And I think we all learned a lesson that, uh, Give them talent, give people talent, give them equal talent. And uh, Belichick, one of the better coaches of, of all time. I'm sorry. Well, you know, what's funny about that, Fred, is he used to listen to my show in the morning. And he met Marty Rodick a year or two later and asked, is that asshole still working for you? And I think he was referring to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you can laugh at yourself. I think I might have called him <laughs> in my back right you know, now. But Fred, I honestly didn't realize that Belichick called into your show and took. And when when Marty told me that story, I felt very, you know, because but the Belichick goes into work between 4:30 and 5:30 in the morning and feels that if the head coach is the first one in the building, that is a great example for everyone else. Oh, no, no question. Uh, he works as hard as the players, or works harder than the players. But as far as this game is concerned, I got no opinion one way or the other, except this. Before the trading deadline, there was a lot of conversation about Carolina dealing away McCaffrey. Now, he's been oh. injured most of the season. But the point is, if they're thinking about trading away McCaffrey, if that's a reality, then they're saying this season doesn't matter. I think we have to take that in consideration when we're laying any money or taking any wagers on uh, the Panthers if they're willing to uh, trade away their number one guy. Dennis, you have any comments? Oh. Well, back to back to that game. Uh, uh, the the total started at forty three and a half, down to forty one. 
while New England goes up to a four-point road favorite. It's just simply that I think they should cover the point spread. Easy three-point game either way. Uh, I agree with you on what you just said, Fred, but uh, I don't think it overwhelms the outcome of the game. I don't think there's going to be much scoring in this this game. I mean, you might see a 17-14 to 14 game here. Okay. Let's uh, keep it right here with you, Dennis. The Bills traveling down to uh, the Jaguars. Uh, right now, the number I have is laying 14 and a hook on the road. Um, that's a big number, but, you know, Josh Allen is playing unbelievably well, and Urban Meyer is coaching unbelievably poorly. So for, what do you think of the number at 14 and a hook? Well, I think the number's right on the number. Uh Last week was very interesting. It started 14 and a half, went up to 16, all this, this, this. And uh, uh, 15 and a half was the number on the contest here in town. And, and uh, Josh Allen jogged in with a minute left to cover that point spread by a half a point and kept a lot of people in their uh, consensus contest alive and killed a lot of people on the point spread contest because Buffalo ended up covering that big number. Same thing could happen here. I, I hear from some of my people that uh, the Jacksonville uh, quarterback is getting better, and I suspect he should get better. He has all of the talent in the world if he can be coached to the point of, of using it. Maybe, maybe they'll cover. Jacksonville will cover the 14 and a half here. The Bills should have not covered last week on the road, and they may not cover here. I like the Bills. I like them to go a long way. But when you get to lay in 14 and a half double weeks in the NFL, you're not going to win those games every time. I'm going to take Jacksonville and be scared wow. and be scared. Okay, Fred, uh, sometimes you go into the third person when you're talking about double-digit <laughs> point spreads. So I, I know you're not going to bet this game, but what are your thoughts? I think the Bills the best team in the AFC. I think going into the season, obviously, most people thought the Chiefs would be. I think the Bills the best team in the AFC, and I, I think that's just common sense. Uh, again, I play fantasy. What I will wager on this week as far as the Bills game Emmanuel Sanders, who managed not to catch even one pass last week, will catch four or five. It has to be that way. It will be that way. And I'm playing fantasy that way. So all I can say is, Emmanuel, catch those touchdowns. <laughs> okay. okay. And let's go to the Browns, uh, the Battle of Ohio. The Browns traveling down to Cincinnati. Cincinnati minus two and a half. And, uh, you know, the story of Cleveland is Baker Mayfield playing up to potential this year, and a lot of people say he isn't. But, uh, Fred? One quarterback still injured in Mayfield. The other quarterback not injured. Having the home field advantage. I'll take the Bengals minus the two and a half. Okay. And Dennis? Well, he's going to get a bargain on that now because the Bengals are down to one. Um. It looks like Cleveland's going to get most of the people back. Mayfield's going to play. They did open at three, went to two and a half. Now they're down to minus one. Now, listen, boys, we've seen a lot of line movements midweek this week. And the reason we're seeing these is there's trades in the uh, background that we don't know about. So some, you know, the people that do know about the trades and think they may happen this week or before this week, that's making some difference in some of these, these line movements here. In this particular game, I, I don't see why the Browns were so overrated. Last week, the Cincinnati Bengals were the 10.5-point road favorite, and they got beat straight up, okay? And talk about killing everybody. That killed 795 people out of the consensus million uh, contest. In other words, you pick one game a week without the spread. And the first time you lose, you're out, but you can't use that team in any other pick the rest of the year. Well, last last week, well, over 900 people had Cincinnati pick to win the game. And when the Jets upset them, that ruined their contest. They're out. So, so it doesn't matter who's the big favorite or who the handicappers love because Cincinnati was a 10-point favorite and they got beat straight up. So I'm certainly – I'm hesitant about this game because I'm not sure who's going to play and who's going to be hurt. And every time I see these big line movements like this, I wonder if there's some COVID in the background. 
that we're not getting out, you know, whether they're not going to get their second COVID positive or, or negative test before they can play or whether they really had it and they're going to be sick for two weeks. There, there's just so many questions about this. You know, I don't have an opinion on the Browns Bengals game. I don't like Ohio. You want me to tell you the truth? I don't like the Browns. I don't like the Bengals. I don't know why we ever have to watch them on TV. I never have liked any of them. And, uh, as far as I'm concerned, maybe the state of Ohio doesn't really produce much. Uh, I don't know. Hey, Fred. Fred. Uh, yeah. Uh, again. Can uh, you call uh, our PR firm and cancel the ad buys in Cleveland and Cincinnati? Yeah, we had three or four set to go next week, and uh, I think uh, I blew that. <laughs> <laughs> and and the other thing is the Greater Ohio Chamber of Commerce is just putting a boycott on our show. Nice job. You know, Ohio's a lovely state. My brother went, got his MBA at Ohio State. A lot of good things. <laughs> They've got an NHL franchise in Columbus. I mean, God. Okay, Fred, let, let's try to handicap this a little bit. What do you think of the Battle of Ohio? Cincinnati down to a point, point and a half. No, I, again, I, I, I think uh, the Bengals uh, off the loss have to be up. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, I, I think they'll play well. I think uh, Burrow will throw two or three touchdown passes, and I can see a 31-20 game uh, okay. with Cincinnati winning at home. So I'm going to take the Bengals. Okay, Fred, we're going to keep it right here. The Saints hosting the Falcons. New Orleans minus six, and the quarterback situation very iffy. Go ahead, Fred. Well, they thought that Taysom Hill uh, would uh, – be able to play this week. At this point, uh, we're doing the show. I don't know if that's the case or not, uh, but, 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 but assuredly, Semyon played well uh, when he replaced Winston last week. Uh, um, uh, the Falcons let me down last week. Uh, the Falcons, uh, uh, the week before they played well, I thought they were finding their way. Apparently, it's going to be up and down. I think I'll lean a little bit toward the Saints here, if it's Semyon or, or Taysom Hill or both. Uh, because obviously Taysom Hill can, uh, you know, do some running uh, in, in that position too. So I'm going to take uh, uh, your BYU guy, if he plays or not, I'm going to take the Saints in this one. Okay. And uh, Dennis. Yeah, the line, Ryan, to, he... the line opened to five and a half. Uh, interesting, more interesting though, was the total opened at 46 and is down to 42. So we know pretty much that they don't have any confidence in any scoring going on in this game with uh, the Saints quarterback situation. And Atlanta is just, I'm like Fred. I thought they were putting it together last a couple of weeks earlier, and then they just fell flat on their face at home. I don't think they care much about it. I would have to take New Orleans here and lay the six because it's, it's a key number, and the worst I think I'd get out of it would be a push but I don't think Atlanta cares. Low scoring game here, play the under, maybe take uh, the Saints. Okay, and uh, your Raiders, Dennis, at the Giants, minus three, and we got into uh, just the tragic news this week, the wide receiver being released by the Raiders. Uh, you know, a lot of weird stuff going on for this team. Yeah, there's uh, the Raiders are on the road. Uh, to play the New York Giants. The Giants uh, are not as bad as people think they are, and their quarterback is not that bad either. I mean, if you know, give him some time and he will come back and play. In this game, I'm going to take the Giants to win straight up easily. I, you know, there's no rugs for Derek Carr's wounded duck passes to drop in the arms of. And I believe Rugs <laughs> caught most of those wounded duck passes the first seven or eight games of the year. You know, it wasn't nobody else. It was Rugs. So without Rugs and with what this has to do to the morale of the team, because they are getting shredded by the press here. The Las Vegas Review Journal sports editor just ripped the Raiders high and dry for the amount of drunks, the amount of COVID vaccinations, the amount of everything, saying if you want to play in this city, you're going to have to straighten up. We're not the wild, wild west here. We're a civilized two and a half million person city. The Raiders are done, you guys. 
they're done. I don't care. It ruined Derek Carr's life with Ruggs pulling the stunt he pulled because he was his main man. So they're not going to pull it together and go to Philadelphia and play that suck team Eagles. The Eagles, what did they do last week? And, and I have to say this, Trip. You think I was hard on you when you picked the Lions and they lost at home? Last week, everybody I know had the Detroit Lions at home to win straight up, not take the four, win straight up, and they got beat and they, 44 to three. Or I know, and they, they took it. Well, let's, they let's, got, uh, Fred, they your got, thoughts they on got the got Giants him. hosting the Raiders? Uh, you, you know, uh, when Gruden was sent packing, I like a lot of people assumed the Raiders would die at that point. Uh, they went the other way. So now the obvious assumption with rugs gone, because he was their best wide receiver, they're going to uh, pack it in in 2021. I don't know. So I'm going to sit and watch and uh, see what goes on. Joe Judge, uh, the Giants uh, uh, coach, uh, blamed uh, the headsets not working uh, for calling timeouts late in the first half and their loss last week. So. Uh, when a coach starts alibying out of things, uh, I'm not uh, jumping on the, uh, the Giants, even though Barkley may play, who knows. Um, I'm going to pass on this when I have to, because I just want to see how the Raiders do come back off the loss of uh, Henry Ruggs Jr. Well, let's add, okay, let me Fred. add a little bit. Let me add a little bit more, Trip. Uh, it's not only Ruggs. I mean, they still don't have their cornerbacks back, and they're still switching around the offensive line. They're moving guards to tackles and tackles to guards. And so it's not only that. It's just that they got lucky when they beat Philadelphia. And I don't know what happened there. But Philadelphia is not as bad as everybody thinks. And the Giants aren't as bad either. The total went down on this game too. But I'm going to take the Giants on the money line. And I think people should. I actually jumped on the Giants on the money line when it first came out. Because I don't think the Raiders can do it. I mean, it's asking a whole lot of this team. Is asking a whole lot of this team. And I don't know whether I, because I'm in Las Vegas, I feel the emotions more or I've been through this situation for 45 years watching sports games, one of the two. But I think that uh, they're going to lose straight up. That's one of several home games that I'm going to play the money line on this week. Okay. And uh, we got one more before our next break, but let's talk about the Chargers traveling east and playing the Eagles. The Chargers minus one and a half on the road. Dennis? I have no idea why the Chargers are favored in this spot. They opened at three, went to two and a half, went to two, went to one. Uh, they're now one point favorites on the road against the Eagles. Uh, the Chargers haven't shown me anything. Their quarterback, I know, is well heralded. But uh, two weeks ago, he put three points on the board. Last week, I saw a crucial interception in the end zone so uh i don't have any confidence in the chargers i think the philadelphia eagles may have put it together i hate to say that but i'm going to play another game money line underdog at home the eagles plus the one and a half or whatever i can get but i'm going to play the money line which is only about plus 110 okay thank you and fred i'm going to bet the over Herbert is not going to have three bad games in a row. Uh, Eagles have been scoring. So I think it's going to be a 38-27 type uh, game. I, I would lean toward the Chargers, but uh, what I am going to do is wager on, on the over in this one because I think uh, uh, both young quarterbacks are getting better. And Herbert's going to be a superstar, as I've said every week on this show. He's had two bad weeks in a row. I don't see him going 0 for 3. So a lot of points uh, in this one, folks. Bet the over. Yeah, okay. the over fifty, by the way. Okay, we're going to take a short break. We want to thank the folks at mybookie.ag. And when we come back, we've got a couple of great games coming up, including the game of the week, at least it was until last night or early this morning when we found out that Rodgers is going to be out. We'll be right back. This is a review of Dennis Tobler's Now Place Your Bets by Canada Real Casino Online Service. Now Place Your Bets is a must-watch documentary for anyone interested in the world of casino and online sports betting. It is a chronicle of the dramatic rise in popularity of sports betting in the cities of Las Vegas and Atlantic City. 
it has now become a multi-billion dollar industry worldwide. And welcome back to Football Forecast Weekly. Trip Mitchell, Dennis Tobler, Fred Wallen, analyzing the games this week. And <coughs> excuse me, gentlemen, the game that everyone was looking at, the Packers at the Chiefs right now. What's the line that you have, Dennis? Well, this is a crazy one, obviously. Chiefs opened one when they found out about Rodgers. The Chiefs moved to seven and a half. The total was 55 and a half, and it's moved down to 48 and a half. So evidently, Rodgers himself is worth seven points in any NFL football game that he plays in. That's my line. I'm going to take a pass on this game. <laughs> I, I think any – I mean, any... It, it, uh, Kansas City needs to get well. I predicted they'd get well last week. They didn't get well. They made me look like a fool. So I'm not going to lay seven and a half points with Kansas City against anybody. I wouldn't lay that against Jacksonville with Kansas City. So I'm not going to lay it and play them just because Rodgers is out. And the total dropping that much, this is just something that we love, okay, in our hedge funds. We love this because we've been racking up one side, racking down the other side. We've got money bet where we have plus money on both sides of many total numbers in this game. First half game, everything. You know, we're going to rake. We can't lose because we have plus money is our, is our bottom line on every line that we took on this game. So. It's interesting for me. It's interesting for the people involved with me, but for the general public, I think they better learn a lesson about COVID. And uh, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. And Dennis, by the way, before we get to Fred uh, analyzing this game, talk a little bit about the services you provide to help betters with inside information and using your 45 years of experience. How do they get a hold of you? You can get a hold of uh, my company by calling 888-604-6863. If you're a casual player, please don't bother calling. We're only looking for people who want heavy information, need big outs, want to know where they can play within the United States, and want our, our, our professional services. We're not a pick service per se. So give us a call at 888-604-6863, and maybe I'll make a movie about you. Okay. Um, hey, Fred, do you think Dennis would be in trouble if he had to be a salesman? You, yeah, USA Today this week. Who's on the who's on the cover of the sports section? Biggest dis- disappointments in uh, 2021: Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So, as Dennis indicated, uh, there is no way in heck I'm going to lay those kind of points. The two wide receivers for the Packers who had COVID will be back. Love might surprise, as uh, Rogers did when he took over for Favre. Who knows? And anyways, uh, uh, I, I think Green Bay can score on the Kansas City Chiefs, because anybody can score on the Kansas City Chiefs. And offensively, it's not just Mahomes. Kelsey dropped a couple of passes that normally he catches. Andy Reid, of course, that lost uh, lost the 36-35 game a few weeks ago to Baltimore, when instead of trying to keep scoring, they uh, wanted to settle for a field goal down 36-35. Hilaire fumbled, and then people on Hilaire, I blame the coach, Andy Reid, been a bad season all around for the Chiefs. They got half a season to turn around until they prove it to me in at least one game where they're dominant. There's no way in heck I'm giving the points. I'm going to lean toward the Green Bay Packers and taking the touchdown plus uh, the half. Okay, and Jordan Love, the uh, first-round pick out of Utah State a couple of years ago, he has been a godsend for every sports writer in the country writing about that Rogers love situation. Rogers wanted out. It's a, just a horrible soap opera. I'd love to see him step in and have a great game. Me too. Really would. You know, if he does, I want to add something here. The Denver Broncos might pick up Rogers. Rogers wants out. And I heard that Denver may be making an offer for him. Okay. And uh, by the way, after you casting aspersions on the state of Ohio, I've actually worked for a company out of Green Bay, and that is no bargain. If I was Rodgers, I'd want to get the heck out of Green Bay anyway. But uh, let's go to our next game. And the Cardinals and the Niners. Right now, 
Arizona coming off their first loss, minus one at the Niners. Dennis. Well, here again, we're dealing with some things that I'm not completely sure of. The line opened at three, went to two and a half, and is down to a pick right now. And the total went from 47 to 45 on this game. And I don't think the Cardinals played bad last week. San Francisco, you know, they have people out. They're coming back. They need to win big time at home here. This is another one of the home. Well, it was a home dog. It may be a pick game by the time people get to bet it. But I played it as a home dog plus two and a half. So I'm going to stick with San Francisco to win this game. Fred? I disagree. I think the 49ers played uh, over their heads last week uh, against the Bears. I don't see them doing that two games in a row. If Murray plays, and there's some question about his injury as we do this, if Murray plays, I'm going with Arizona. If, if, and only if, A.J. Green can stay awake for 60 minutes. If he can't, <laughs> I, that's not my fault. It's his fault. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> If we can stay awake and watch them, they can stay awake to play. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Well, and Fred, we're going to keep it right here. The Titans at the Rams, Rams minus seven and a half. Uh, we're going to start with Fred because that's his hometown team. What do you think? I think the Rams will win big time. Uh, without The loss of Henry is night and day for Tennessee, the Titans. They were very fortunate to, to beat Indy uh, last week on a left-handed attempted pass by uh, Carson Wentz. Um, and then they win in overtime, 27-24. Uh, I think the Rams will win big time. Uh, the Rams did uh, release uh, Deshaun Jackson. And, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, and people may not know this, uh, he's got the same views as uh, Kyra Irving in the National Basketball Association with the Brooklyn Nets. So a flat earther? <laughs> sometimes in the clubhouse. He can be a problem. He didn't do much offensively for him, so they released him. It might be with the release of Ruggs, uh, this is the first here, that uh, some way, somehow, uh, the, the Vegas Raiders, uh, he's a free agent, uh, might pick him up uh, without Ruggs playing. Because Deshaun Jackson, even at 34 from Cal, can still go deep. And without Ruggs, uh, the Raiders may need, uh, may need somebody, will need somebody to go deep. Obviously, he won't play this week, but uh, they may pick him up. And that's a first that you heard right here on pro football weekly yeah okay and, and you know what they may have they are going to have to pick somebody up too but i agree with you about that guy in the clubhouse and i'm not so sure that uh, davis will put somebody like that in the raiders clubhouse at this point in time i think they're going to add some wide receivers they have to but i don't know where they're going to come from because i agree with you he's a clubhouse disruption and uh they're getting away from that Teams are getting away from that. Oh, yeah. It, 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 having a bad teammate in the room, and it, it disrupts. And I know on our hockey team, we got rid of one guy just for that reason, because it's disrupting. You know, always wants to, in our case, he wants to be on the ice on the power plays at the end of the game, and he sucked, and we, uh, we got rid of him. And it makes the room better. Yeah, it does. It does. And there's a lot of these teams that have those kind of situations in them. And uh, you can see them get better if you knew the whole morale of the team at the, every day before they went on the field. It sure helped your gambling. Yeah. So, OK, let's look at our final game. The Bears versus the Steelers. Right now, Pittsburgh uh, coming back from wherever they started. The Steelers minus six and a half at home with the Bears. Dennis? Well, you know, Pittsburgh beat Buffalo. Pittsburgh's beat some pretty good teams. And, yeah, Ben yep. looks like he waddles around like a big bear out there, but uh, he seems to get the job done. Thought they played pretty well last week. Line opened at five on this one. The Bears, they still stink, okay? <laughs> I mean, they were my biggest disappointment of the year. However, Kansas City took over that spot for sure. Fred was right there. But, uh, no, the Bears going on the road. Uh, the, the total on this game is 40. So both teams are going to probably just run the ball as much as they can. And uh, I look for Pittsburgh to beat them by double digits. Okay, and Fred? Well, I agree with Dennis as far as the total is concerned. But, uh, again, uh, Big Ben is just about done. Uh, they found a way to win last week. Congratulations. But you never judge anything on one game. Uh, the Bears uh, played horribly against the 49ers. 
field did not play all that badly, but the team did. Uh, so I think, uh, it, and again, a, another question, Alan Robinson's name was mentioned as a possible trade before the trading deadline. He wasn't. The question would be, and I'll throw this to Dennis, how does a guy come back when apparently people in your organization was talking about dealing you, they couldn't get a job, they couldn't get it done, and now you're back in the organization as a wide receiver. He's very talented. Dennis, your comments about that? Well, I think I think what he wants to make sure he does is keep getting paid. So he will play, but he probably won't be able to play to the extent of his ability because it has to weigh on the back of your head. I'm not sure what your teammates think either, you know. Okay, we, we needed to replace this guy. We weren't able to, so now he's back again. Uh, it's, it, when that stuff happens, it's hard on the player. It's hard on the player. Even a, a trade that's beneficial to him is kind of hard on a player. But when they do stuff like that, yeah, it hurts. It hurts their morale. It would be hard to see him come back full steam. Okay. Well, on that note, we will thank all of our viewers for joining us each and every week on Football Forecast Weekly. We sure appreciate your uh, nice notes and comments, and uh, we've given you some great information. If you want to get out and make some money this weekend, we would uh, not stand in your way. For Fred Wallen and Dennis Tobler, I'm Trip Mitchell saying thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everyone. Now Place Your Bets, the world's number one sports betting film, is now available on DVD. Produced by Dennis Tobler, this Indie Film Fest winner has reached the top of the documentary list. Order your DVD today at www.nowplaceyourbets.com or stream from Vimeo today anytime. Now Place Your Bets. Watch it today. Thank you for listening to Football Forecast Weekly, an affiliate of TSI Network. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.